you are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops with Vlad the Impeller and Silicon Steve Valley. And now, here is Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impeller. High Spots and Cheap Pops. We're not sure how long this one's going to be. This is going to be a quick episode. We wanted to pop on here. This is Silicon Steve Valley with Vlad the Impaler, who, yes. by the way, if you weren't, weren't with us on our first episode this week, I am now one game in the lead in the pay-per-view head-to-head prognostication. So we can see this graphic. Check this graphic out right there. Boom. Oh, look at that graph. These graphics are so nice. I'm so glad I got this new editing stuff. That's awesome. I'm very impressed. So how do you wanna... mind? How do you mind that I'm losing to because those graphics are so sweet? Yeah, I know. I know. So you mentioned to me today about the yes. Dave Meltzer World Awards, the Wrestling Observer Awards, to be yeah. exactly to give them the, the correct nomenclature. Yes. And let's I, let's go over one by one. I figure we'll go. We can start from less least significant ones to more, you know, more significant ones. So, you know, we'll kind of go from there. Is that cool with you? Yeah, I'll follow your lead. You got the list in front of you. I don't, I do not. Well, there's, well, at least one of us like to do a little preparation for the show, sir. I'm just kidding. I just pulled it. Yeah. I just pulled it up two seconds ago. Um, <laughs> so, they had worst gimmick. Man, he hates the fiend Bray Wyatt. Worst <laughs> gimmick really of the year. <laughs> worst gimmick of the year. The fiend Bray Wyatt. Burr, 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 burr. Whoa, your reaction. Um, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, um, I'm I'm okay with a fiend. I think he's pretty popular with the fans. And when given a chance, uh, he gets over. <laughs> I mean, I think the uh, fun house thing was some of the more innovative stuff that I've seen in a while. But evidently, uh, Meltzer is not a fan. He hates him. This is, a, this hates is not him. the first time The Fiend is on this particular list, by the way, folks. And neither one time, is a yeah. positive. Neither one is no. a positive. Yeah, so he, I, think, I, I, I would agree with Mel- you. I, yeah, I, I think agree Mel- with you. Meltzer was more of a Husky Harris guy. <laughs> I don't know what his problem is, but, yeah. you know, it, it, it almost reeks a little bit of a Jim Cornette vibe. Like, I don't get it, so I'm going to shit all over it. <laughs> it really does. And I hate to say that about Meltzer. And I and the thing is, if you say anything about Meltzer and one of his fans get about you, holy shit, you, ha- you have to go on, like, the FBI Witness Protection Program. They just go out of yeah. their way to destroy your Twitter life. It's It's insane. It's insanity. It's insanity to me. You got to read the newsletter. You got to read the newsletter. You should, you would know that if you read the newsletter, dummy. <laughs> You're you so ill informed. You would know he's right if you read his newsletter where he tells you he's right. <laughs> Best booker, Tony Khan. I would agree yeah. with that. Oh, actually, before we do that, you, we don't agree. So if we don't agree, we got to come up with a worse gimmick. <laughs> be honest with you, I'm not a, I am not an Eddie Kingston guy. 
Um, that's up there for me immediately, but I don't know, really know what the gimmick is other than just, Hey, I'm from, uh, Yonkers. Yeah. That's not a gimmick. Come on. Okay. Um, the librarian would be the gimmicks, you know what I mean? Okay. Librarian. That's not good. Um, but you know how, how, I mean, that's barely creating a ripple. Hey, what'd you say? Personally, I, I have, I have, I have the gimmick that I don't like. All right, so Vlad the Impaler. We don't agree with the fiend, and I'll try to give you one when I'm done. Vlad the Impaler, who is your worst gimmick of 2020? Uh, I'm going to go the NXT route and pick Dexter Loomis. Can't stand it. What is it? He's, uh, much as his first name would indicate, he's a sort of a serial killer that will go in, um, you know, use chloroform and hunt down like the people that he's feuding with and, um, you know, basically messes with their minds and traps them in the trunks of their cars and stuff like that. And he looks like almost like um, he's sort of reminiscent in terms of look and build, like of stunning Steve Austin, I would say, but with a nicer haircut. And then he has, um, you know, basically tattoos that have been basically blacked out as if he was looking to cover up a bunch of stuff that he didn't want people to see. If you ask me. And, um, you know, I, I've yet to see him really cut anything decent in terms of a promo. And, uh, when you go and, you know, you watch him on camera, it's like, Oh yes, he's blue piercing intense eyes. And that's his gimmick. It's Dexter Loomis. I don't know. Who like, I don't care. About. I really have no idea who you're talking about. You should Google them sometime. I, I'm not doing that. Worst gimmick okay. for me. I mean, do you really like Jurassic Express? I can live with it. Is it my favorite? No, but I can live with it. I mean, I'm trying to think about go AEW's roster real quick. Am I am I correct in that? You don't like Ab- Abaddon? Yeah, she does nothing for me. Is she on your list? Uh, she's yeah, she'd probably be top five. <laughs> That's cool. Um, how about fucking? I guess how about Brandon Cutler pretending he's a fucking dragon? Yeah, what happened there, man? I was going to ask about that. Oh, what? I'm a dragon now. Game of Thrones happened two seasons ago. Look at me, I'm a dragon. And uh, it's a D and D thing. Oh, you is would, it? Okay. You would you, you would know that if you watch Being the Elite, you Mark. I'm sorry. I mean, that's even that's even more nerdy. Uh, private party. I don't love that. Yeah. They surprisingly they don't have a ton that I wouldn't. I would say I don't like. I would think yeah. they had a couple just because I'm thinking Jurassic Park and Marco Stunt. I'm like, all right. I'm trying to think. You know, let's look at the WWE roster. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of things to choose from there. Yeah, let's check out the WWE roster. Who has now? You know what? And we're sitting here killing Meltzer for burying the Fiend, and there are a lot of gimmicks that are worse than the Fiend. By the way, first of all, Apollo Cruz's new gimmick may be on this list next next year. By the way, but we'll see. But we'll, I don't think so though. I think he's gonna he's talented enough. He's gonna get this over. But let's go to superstars. And I mean, I get the bro, so I don't dig it, but it's whatever. Can't stand Bad Bunny. 
I, you know, I don't, I think it's horrible to make fun of rappers like that. Joking, of course. And so. How about retribution? Uh, Retribution's garbage, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just not working. Retribution would get my, yeah, 1000%. You got it. That, that, that gets my, that gets my pick. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You got my pick. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I didn't want to spend all day on that. Thank you. No, no. I got you. <laughs> overall retribution. Yeah, it's not It's not working. All right. So, uh, best gimmick, Orange Cassidy. I guess you, I would agree with that in terms of how it got over. But I, I don't know. I guess if he doesn't like The Fiend, Jesus, I thought The Fiend was great too. But um, I would give it to Cassidy. That thing is great. I mean, starting with his match with Pac back in at last year's revolution, the kid was just on an upward slalom. So I, I would agree with Orange Cassidy. I think that's a fair choice. Um, yeah, I can see why it's, you know, he voted that way. Is it necessarily my favorite? I don't know. Uh, I'm loving the heel turn of Kenny. You know what, man? I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking. And honestly, one of the things I'm considering, too, is like, uh, say if the exalted one didn't pass away. I mean, he was onto something. Yeah, I mean, you could make a strong argument that he had best gimmick, for sure. Yeah, that like, you know, it's really sad how, how that all panned out. But, man, that, that was that was starting to turn into something really magical there. All right, so Vlad says that's a, I'm sure no one's going to complain about that, saying that you'd prefer yeah. that at all. So that's good. Give a little respect to one more for John Huber, Brody Lee. Yep. Best- yeah, that's a, that would be my vote. What the flying hell is this? Best pro wrestling book? Did he just make this up just to give the Young Bucks another award? He did. Jesus Christ. Anyway. I don't even think he read it. Whatever, it's fine. Best best tag team in AEW from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Also the Young Bucks. Can you believe it? The best tag team named the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks. Oh, my God. I wonder if he comes in his pants if the Young Bucks wrestle at Tokyo Dome. Oh. 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 They call it a Meltzer driver. Oh, a Meltzer driver. Yeah. Look at my guns. Look at my body. He is jacked as fuck, though. Yeah, yeah. I like Dave Meltzer, too. I'm shitting on him because, you know, he, eh. you know, he's a homer. Come on. We know it. Doesn't mean he's bad at his job. He's great. Yeah. He's a homer. I'm a homer. I admit it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit you and tell you, oh well. I'm sitting here applauding the big show signing and I'm burying him for like the last 15 years. So you know. <laughs> you know, go go think about that. You know what I mean? If that doesn't prove how much of a homer I am, how much of a jerk off homer I am. I was impressed to see how many times the Young Bucks actually won that award. <laughs> It's amazing. They should rename it the Young Bucks Award. Is it the, the book one or the no the tag team one? Oh yeah, well you're. I mean the Young Bucks, you can make a strong. I I don't have a problem. Oh, they, yeah, they deserve it, but it's just amazing, like how much, how many awards they've won. Holy crap, man! He's solidifying that that history for sure. <laughs> All right, let's go. I, 
best. Let's go with this. And this is some, this is some more of the meat and potatoes. Best non-wrestler, okay. best non-wrestler being valet manager, what have you Taz. I don't have a problem with that at all. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. He's been pretty solid. Um, He's been more consistent than Tully because Tully, when he's given a chance, he knocks it out of the park. But Tully's not yeah. on here. I mean, Taz is on there every week getting these three other, three or four other guys over. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would actually throw MVP's name out there, too. Great one. Well, he's a wrestler, though. I mean, he's the What's mouthpiece, that? don't get me wrong, but he wrestles a lot. He's. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the yeah, yeah and you know what? I too, I just saw him on the last crawl with the uh, with his crutches in his hand, so it's like I, I was thinking of him more of his manager, if you will. Um, hmm. He's like the hybrid. Vince loves doing that, and you know what AEW's doing yeah, that yeah. too. Guys like Matt um, Hardy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going on. Um, yeah, yeah I'm trying to think like otherwise, like valets or how about Paul Heyman? I don't think Paul Heyman makes it this year at all. Jeez. You know what? I do laugh at him every time that he's out there with Roman, though. Just the, the faces and how he plays off of stuff that Roman does. He's just a great, like, he's a great um, manager for the, him to be involved in that angle. It doesn't get any better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he just hasn't had the impact that he usually does because Roman has yeah. taken a lot of that off him. Paul rarely yeah. even – he always hands them like it's more of a CM Punk thing because Heyman didn't talk a lot during the CM Punk days either. Yeah, you know? that's true. So it's, it's a similar yeah. vibe. And Roman can cut a really good promo now. Yeah, he's he still does. not super smooth, you know, but he's, nah. he's never going to be John Cena with a promo. He's never going to be The Rock with a promo. It's not who he is. But he's the head of the table. You're tribal chief. He's not my tribal chief. Fuck that. Wow. <laughs> it's mine. My tribal chief is AJ Styles, baby. Flat Earth Free Night. Wow. Stay woke. <laughs> so back to this list. We're having a blast here today. And for the record, this is the third episode we've recorded in the last mm-hmm. like three hours. So we're knocking out of the park just for you folks so best non-wrestler taz i agree with that do you have anybody else you think or not really um yeah let's just go with that i'm good with that best tv announcer i'm gonna go agree with this one too with Meltzer excalibur we talked about it last week yeah he's been great and and, and honestly my second my second choice would probably be shivani yeah, uh, Tony Schiavone is still as smooth as ever. He really is. Yeah, He's, yeah. He, he just he, I always liked him more than Jim Ross, too. Mostly because yeah. the same reason Vince McMahon didn't like JR for years is because I don't like Southern accents. Sorry. Yeah. Even though Schiavone had a slight Southern accent, it wasn't nearly as obvious as JR's, good old JR's. And it actually wasn't that bad when he was in Mid-South. It, yeah. got, it got progressively worse somehow when he was in WWE. <laughs> Yeah. So um, those Oklahoma football games that he's attending. Yeah, exactly. Worst TV announcer, and this has been the case now for at least 20 years in a row. Oh, yeah. Michael Cole, the worst television announcer in wrestling. He has uh, – I don't, I don't know if this is the 41st 
Michael Cole has have got to we have to got to, we have to see how many times Michael Cole has won this this award. I mean, he has been garbage since he stepped foot on the fucking t- on the screen. He's been terrible. I think if you look at the list that I sent you, the last I don't know how many worst announcers have all been WWE. Well, yeah, because they're gonna because they yeah. they put people in shitty positions. Yeah. But I'm just I'm curious to know how many times Michael Cole was the winner of worst announcer. Is it on there? Yeah, if you look at it, it goes year by year. So we're looking up Michael Cole, how many times he got worst announcer. It should be at least 20. Right? Clean sweep. 20 years in a row. It has to be 20 years in a row. No, they don't. You had the coach, coach probably won. Like, not the coach. Yeah, Byron coach. Saxton probably won one, at least one. He's garbage, yeah. too. And I don't even know if it's their fault. They have Vince McMahon yelling in their ear. Hey. That's I, that to me is the biggest issue. Is like like Vince has to stop micromanaging that microphone, man. <laughs> hey, hey, put over the put over the basket. Put over the young guy. Put over the young guy. No, wrong guy. Wrong guy. You know, just yelling at him. Poor and Renee Young. She hated doing. She didn't want to do it either. He's like, oh, we got that Me Too movement going on. We're gonna put you over there. But I hate doing play by play. Ah, you'll be fine. Worst match of the year. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt's Wyatt Swamp Fight. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. I certainly don't have a problem with it. That weren't that one worst match of the year. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Wait, what was worst television show this year? Monday Night uh, Raw. <laughs> that would probably be the way to go. Yeah, the Raw has won year after year, man. All right. Worst television announcer, Michael Cole. So Michael Cole wins his first award way back in 2001. He won worst announcer. Then the coach, who I agree with, the coach was on there a couple times, Todd Grisham, which I don't even know who he is. But we see Michael Cole becoming a two-time winner a three-time winner, a four-time winner, and a five-time winner between 2009 and 2012. And he has been off this list ever since, but he wins for the sixth time. One more and he gets Brady. Oh, Jesus Christ. He is terrible. So I agree with that one, too. Best major wrestling show, AEW Dynam, or pay-per-view. They went with Revolution on February 29th. I love that pay-per-view. That was Moxley getting his title. Last pay-per-view without a crowd. And, of course, that great tag team match with the Bucks versus Omega and Hangman. <laughs> they named Gorilla Monsoon six times on that list, too, for, like, worst announcer. Well, he could fuck himself for that. Wait a minute, he put Gorilla Monsoon on that list? I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Hold on a second. How is that a, how is Gorilla Monsoon a bad announcer? Yeah, worst television announcer. There's a picture of Gorilla Monsoon. So Gorilla Monsoon is a six time winner of that category. Starting in nineteen eighty five. Uh ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, called Gorilla Monsoon. 
I don't know. I mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't great in 94. Wait a minute. He wasn't even active in 94. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Bret Hart won. Bret Hart was WrestleMania 12 is 96. So, yeah, okay. I don't know. I always loved Gorilla Monsoon. I think he put over the talent great. I think he talked about it like it was a real wrestling match. Gorilla Monsoon is my number one. So, I mean... Let's be honest. I mean, he's had a hard on against WWE, and anyone wants to deny it, they can deny it as long as the day is as far as the day is long. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you're calling Gorilla Monsoon a bad play by play guy, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're just uh, really cherry picking the negative. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, you couldn't have picked anybody else. Sean Mooney wasn't available for one of those times. <laughs> Todd, or how about this guy, Todd Pentengill? Todd Pentengill should have been on every list. He should be on that list three times each. He's Tyler. Yep. I hated Todd Pentengill. Wiener. He's like, what did I call him? Todd Wienergill. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, did you have? Did you? Can you think of a better pay per view than AEW Revolution? No, I did like. I really did like Full Gear too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a great year for, like, NXT overall. Uh, so I wouldn't say anything from that. And honestly, anything WWE put out there is definitely not going to compete with what AEW did. So I'd say no. How about Pat McAfee? That was great. Yeah, they gave him some props there, man. He was, like, uh, what, the rookie of the year? He got rookie of the year, yeah. Which is a pretty yeah. significant – and he, he was. And the guy's a professional wrestler. He's amazing. He's ballsy. Yeah. He's athletic. And he's great on the mic. He really is. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. CM Punk put them over big time, too. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that CM Punk might be on his way to AEW as well. Ooh, really? That's the rumor. CM Punk has said on Renee Young's podcast that he is willing to, basically, it's going to come down to either a shit ton of money I think he said an obscene amount of money was the exact words. But he's like, I can work with WWE, but, you know, there's baggage there, right? And he comes out and says it. Yeah. Um, but if they give me something to work with and an obscene amount of money, I'll work for them. And if mm-hmm. AEW has something to pitch me, then I'll listen, you know? So he's he's open to coming back. So we have yeah. not seen the end of CM Punk. That's for darn sure. Um, best wrestling maneuver. Kenny Omega's one-winged angel. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that this year. Yeah. I love that. I do love the shot, the hangman's buckshot lariat. Yeah, it is good. So what, what other awards have you seen sticking out on you that you don't agree with or you do agree with? We had worst major wrestling show, and anything from Saudi Arabia gets that for we, yeah, I agree. I agree with all those actually. Yeah. Um, one second. Let me. I'm gonna go from the bottom of it and go towards the top. Just a quick refresher, real quick. Uh, no problem. Okay, so we already did this gimmick. I really can't believe he held on that one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I'm more shocked about, that he picked The Fiend for worst gimmick or that he thinks Grillo Monsoon was a shitty announcer. Although in 2019, he picked The Fiend to be the best gimmick, so he is sort of even-handed. Revolution being the best pay-per-view, okay, no problem there. 
Um, you, you know what? Like this, this list of worst announcers for WWE ever since 2014 through 2020. Yeah, what's that I mean, list? Let's say that. Let's look at this uh, list okay. real quick. All right, uh, John Bradshaw Layfield. He did suck. Couldn't stand. It him. was not good. Uh, David Atunga. Totally agree. He, you know, enough for nothing though. Third babyface spot where yeah. they put David Atunga, Booker T, Coach, whoever you know, Byron Saxton. Yep. Now, I'm not trying to say it's racial, but it's usually like a dorky black dude, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a tough spot to do. It was it was Renee Young for a hot second. That is a very, very tough spot to get over because you're not really serving any fucking purpose. Because Michael Cole's yep. serving your purpose as the babyface commentator at the same time. And he's also talking and doing all that other shit. So there's no purpose with Michael Cole doing what he's doing for three people to be in that booth. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny that you mentioned that you're you're spot on because it's it's Layfield, Otunga. Then the next names are Booker T, who you mentioned, Jonathan Coachman, who you mentioned. Then they actually go to Corey Graves. What the fuck? Twenty nineteen. I, mean, I don't know if I agree with that. But. Graves's Graves' stock for me has really dropped since main roster. Yeah. But by no means, and he's definitely gotten, I don't know. It just, he's definitely main rostered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a little bit different than he was on NXT. I can't exactly place it. Um, he's still good though. And it might be the, it could be the Vince effect again. That's what I think it is quite frankly. Yeah. Um, But there's no way is he worse than Michael Cole on any situation ever. Yeah. And why? And Renee Young and I loved her. And I didn't think she was that bad, but she was killed for the job she did. Why wasn't she on this list? Uh, that's a great question. Maybe I don't think she was any worse. She didn't annoy yeah. me. I love her, so I, I I liked hearing her. I always gave her the benefit of the doubt. I like hearing her. I love I love her personality and I love her, her who she is um, yeah. on TV. Most underrated Coachman annoys me. Coachman annoys me. Saxton annoys me. Booker T annoys me. And David Atunga annoyed me. They're all mm-hmm. dorks. They're all just dorks. Yeah, I, I, I hated Booker T as a as a commentator. Yeah. We're just laughing and it's just a laugh is like over it's overshadowing anything <laughs> else. Anybody else. Yeah, it's just like you can't even talk. Uh a most underrated wrestler, 2020, Ricochet. I mean, why was he underrated? He was underused, but was he underrated? What did he do that was so special? Yeah, and I would go Alistair Black if I had to choose anybody. I, what I think he's doing there is like, hey, just so you how you know, they have one of the greatest wrestlers in the world and they're not doing anything with him. That's what that was. That was another fuck you to WWE. And, and you know what? As I look at this list, as we were talking previously, from 2013 to 2016, he has Cesaro winning each each and every year. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. a good. And by the way, he has a point. I mean, if I don't know much about Ricochet because I didn't follow him a lot, I never got into Ring yeah. of Honor. He was never in New Japan that much, and he did a couple spots here and there. But I, he wasn't there when I was when I was watching. So I don't know much mm-hmm. about Ricochet. He's an acrobatic guy. I get it. Yeah. I have never been taken away with a Ricochet match. 
I am taken away with that, his athletic ability, but I mean, yeah. there's a lot of guys that do crazy shit. Ray Phoenix is another guy that does crazy shit. You know, Will Ospreay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ricochet's not the yeah. only guy that does that. You can argue who you like better, but it, a yeah. lot of times it's stylistic. I like Ray Phoenix better than than I definitely like Ray Phoenix better than Ricochet for for one by one example. Yeah, and he was voted. Uh, Ray Phoenix is actually voted the best high flying wrestler. Uh, by Meltzer, and I'd agree with that too. He's incredible. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, dude. And I hate to sound like uh, somebody that doesn't appreciate talent in the ring, especially somebody that's been around for a while. But I'm so much more taken in by Ray Phoenix than I've ever been taken in by Ray Mysterio. I don't know if I would agree with that because when Ray came to light, he was different. He was much different than anybody else. He was, out of all the luchadors, he was the highest flyer. He was the one that did stuff that nobody was doing yet. When I saw him in ECW and then later in WCW, especially the matches with Psychosis and ECW is when I first saw him. That was incredible to me. I couldn't believe it with the shit he was doing. Yeah. And Ricochet is just the next evolution of that. At the end of the day, I don't love that style because I want to see a fight. I don't want to see a guy doing three flips just to give him a double axe handle, typically. Sometimes yeah. it's cool. You know, sometimes it's not. But I don't like excess movement. Make the movement matter. Make it mean something. That's me. Now, and I don't know if that makes me – I don't think that makes me necessarily old school. I don't. I want My thing is I want to see a fight. I want to see an athletic fight. You want to see Eddie Kingston against JD Great? Let's get into f- this guy sucking Eddie Kingston off. Let's talk about that. Okay. Tell me what you think. All right. We've talked about Eddie Kingston. You despise him. You, I don't get him to why he was a main eventer. I don't get, I do get the reason why, but I don't get it. I don't, I don't love Eddie yeah. Kingston. He is considered legendary. He is really beloved by that entire roster. And really the entire, anyone that knows Eddie, apparently he's that kind of guy. So he had a really great, you saw a little bit of who he is. There was a speech, an impromptu speech he gave and someone caught it with their iPhone or what have you. So he's beloved and he's a leader in the locker room. And he's an indie darling. He's an indie He's Rocky. You know, he's the underdog and he's got a heart as as long as gold, apparently. And everyone loves him because of that. He's got friendships that go back decades. So that's why it's happening. But to suggest what did he win? Did they win feud of the year? Yeah. All right. So we just I disagree with that. What is what wins your feud of the year? Whew, um, I mean, I would say Moxley Omega. Moxley Omega. That really wasn't much in the play until December, though. Um, so I can see why he didn't do that. How about how about the elite versus the inner circle? Yeah, you could do that. Um, 
I mean, Roman and Roman and Kevin Owens was fantastic. Yes. Uh, what about uh, Hangman Omega versus the Bucks? That was more of a match than it was a feud. Feud, okay. Right. I would say FTR was more of a feud with the Young Bucks, even though they only had yeah. one match, because it's been a feud for years. Yeah. I would put that there, and I will tell you this. I would actually also, and then we'll go back to the other award for Kingston. I would actually mm-hmm. say this. I disagree with Meltzer with best tag match. I know I'm in the minority, but I really think the FTR Young Bucks match was the better match for me. For me, it yeah. was because there was a lot of history and stuff I've been following for years between these two teams. I mean, the whole part of of Dash Wilder putting up the two sweet sign. Or, I'm sorry, Cash mm-hmm. Cash Wheeler. Jesus. Cash Wheeler putting up the two sweet signs saying, fuck the revival. And then doing a super yeah. kick and then trying a 450 splash and missing it. And that's how they yeah. lose a match. And the the finish to that match I thought was fantastic. So um, for me, I think that that the Revolution Tag match was the better match. And I might be in the minority there, but I think one of the reasons that people might have picked the Omega and Hangman match because Pro Wrestling Illustration also picked that. I think one of the reasons mm-hmm. was because the expectation wasn't quite as high. But I think FTR and Bucks that was magic, and I thought that was the better match. I'd agree. I I, I enjoyed that match. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't wait to see it, man. Yeah, um, so, so, yeah, I, I, I'd much rather, yeah, the Kingston thing. It's like, oh, he, like, why? Because he didn't quit on Moxley, like, and what they have uh, a personal relationship. And I, I mean, listen, you get past that and look at Eddie Kingston's talent, in ring talent. What is that doing for the feud exactly? But I'll tell you what, listen to this. What? Okay. Sidebar, and this wasn't supposed to be exactly what we're talking about, but Eddie Kingston, we're talking about a guy who could probably turn babyface. So in the middle of that, in the middle of that night, something happens where Eddie Kingston gets turned on. He turns, kind of gets turned on by the family. Something happens with that. Maybe Jake Roberts becomes the the head of that family. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And turns on on Archer, and they turn on Archer and. And Eddie Kingston. And at that point, Eddie Kingston is may come out later on that night, may come out when John Mox is getting his brains beat. And maybe Eddie Kingston is the only guy that will come to his rescue. Just put out there. Uh, I guess they look at him as a top baby face. Now he might be more of a baby face than a heel because, because of his physique, because of, he looks like your plumber. <laughs> No, let's be honest. He doesn't look like a guy who should be in the the head of the match. But the guy puts on a good match. The guy puts on a very good match. He's tough. He looks like he's ready to fight all the time. He's not as bad as you think he is, is my point. So if if he's the underdog, then you got like a Nick Nick Foley type vibe because he is the underdog. He looks like a guy. He looks like your average, average, average Joe going in there and living his dreams. That's a little bit more attractive to me, and you can do it. You can send Moxley off and away, but also give Eddie Kingston like their friendship still means something, because Moxley still says, "I love you, Eddie, and I will keep beating the shit out of you until I knock some sense into you." So that might be part of this band plan. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Okay, I get it. 
I'm still not a fan. I'll be rooting for whoever the hell's going against that him. shouldn't have that shouldn't have won. I mean, he's he's filleting he's filleting no. John Moxley and Kingston a little overrated, but it was yeah. a really good feud, and they did great work there. It wasn't like they wouldn't didn't cut good promos. I do still want to know why the fuck Eddie Kingston came out at that end of the dynamite after Kenny won the won the championship. Though. I still don't. Yeah, know. I don't get it. But yeah, wait, I'm, a not sure. I'm saying that, and then look at that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Eddie could say, you know what? I came out there because I was going to get your back and they didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I hate you, John Moxley, but I was going to get your back. He could say something like that because they, they've been friends yeah. for so long. Seriously. Possible. So I wish John Moxley had better friends that were more talented. Jesus Christ. You can piss on him. You can piss on any man's parade. <laughs> So any other any I other mean, eye catchers? So any other eye catchers? In this? I, listen, I, I love when I, I love when you're right, but I hope you're wrong in this case because I really don't want to see AEW Dynamite being headlined by Eddie Kingston promos and going after Kenny Omega and the Elite by himself. Like I, I'd rather go and watch old uh, Nitro videos as they were like off the cliff at that point. To be quite honest with you. Well, I don't think he'll get a shot at a pay-per-view title match, but I, I could see it being a, certainly a dynamite pay-per-view. That would be a, that'd be a good dynamite main event. Eddie Kingston versus Omega. That'd be good. I, I certainly don't want it a double or nothing. Yeah. You know, that's, I think we alluded to it in our, our previous episode. I think we alluded to Pac being that, that guy we, we want. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's somebody from new Japan. We don't know, but we'll see. Probably not yet with the mm-hmm. pandemic still, but. And it's, and it's dirty Americans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and Moxley beat Kenta, right? Moxley did go over on Kenta. I uh, he hit two DDTs. One was the big one, the end one. Um, I believe is how he finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good. It was a weird match. I saw it. I watched it. It was weird because there was no, there was nobody. New Japan. What they do is is completely different than what us Americans do. They, not in this case, by the way. I'm talking about at the Wrestle Kingdom. In this case, there were no fans, and it was quiet. It was weird. It's like you're watching a train match, a training match, yeah. because there was, like, no reaction fan from fans, nothing. There's nothing pumped in. They didn't – no fanfare. It just was two guys wrestling in a, in a match. No crazy editing, nothing. But I did watch it, and mm-hmm. – what New Japan does in, in Wrestle Kingdom, everybody, they had people in, but they couldn't yell. They couldn't express themselves loudly other than clapping. And they can only clap at certain times. So that's what New Japan's doing. So it's that they're still kind of weird when it comes to that. So Moxley does go over. So I guess New Japan looks at it like, look, he's the biggest star in America. It's not under WWE's roof. Let's keep him, let's keep him in the title picture. We can have people yeah. run, fly out to California, the West Coast here and there, do a match there. If Moxley can somehow get out to New Japan, to Japan he, he will. So it's it's a good win. The title, how important is the title if Moxley's only there once or twice a year? You'd have to argue that. I'm yeah. certain I'm certain a lot of people that are giving it a pass here probably aren't wouldn't give it a pass if it was in, probably the first people bitching about Brock Lesnar only showing up once every couple That's months, I- too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's a different situation, obviously. Moxley, if he could, he would be there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it is different. But 
So any, any other awards of the Meltzer Awards that uh, we can kind of percolate with and see uh, if we agree with Uncle Dave? Uh, let me see here. Best Brawler. Moxley, probably. Moxley, which is totally, I totally agree with that, man. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like his uh, matches, and I hate brawling matches. He's the only guy I'll see carry someone around the ring because you know something weird or something interesting is going to happen with Moxley. And the, you know what I mean? Yeah, best technical wrestler is your guy, Zack Sabre. ZSJ, and by the way, no diggity. No diggity. No doubt. Even though you would say Daniel Bryan's definitely up there just because he's Daniel Bryan, and every time he's in a match, he, he impresses the shit out of you in some way. Um, I, I mean, I would consider Cesaro even at this point. Cesaro, yeah. Cesaro. Yeah. Um, last year, though? Last year? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would probably have been like, King of Brian, uh, you know, and especially heel Brian when he was, was uh, two years ago. I was digging that. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Then most charismatic MJF. I'd agree with that. Previous to that was Mr. Chris Jericho. And you know what's interesting here? They have Shinsuke Nakamura in 2014 and 2015 when he was at New Japan. Um, that's interesting to me, man. Oh, and I'm not sure if you saw it. But there was a commenter uh, made by Shinsuke on Twitter where some fans were almost like, talking as if they knew like what Shinsuke was thinking. And one of them mentioned, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. He's happy or something like that. You know, I'm paraphrasing. And what Shinsuke actually re- responded to it and it was like, who said I'm happy? Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, oh, man, so either he's going to either go back. And my personal feeling is like, I'd love since he's here already, man. I mean, you can imagine he walked out and then you could include him into the mix against Omega eventually. Yeah. I mean, what he would do in New Japan would be a lot different. Um, yeah. He gets over in New Japan. They just don't use him. Again, we've said it. You put Paul Heyman or put somebody with him that can talk their asses off. And or God forbid, and I think in New Japan, too, and I've been saying this for fucking years at, at live shows have a teleprompter, not a teleprompter, have the subtitles underneath. Yes, I, know yeah. ha- I know half the WWE universe can't probably read half of them. Right. 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 <laughs> I didn't say that, man. Anyways. But, but you know what? Like. But what would you think about Shinsuke and his impact to say in AEW? It would, I mean, it would be great because he'd be involved and it would be cool. But I don't know what he would he how he would be worked. I don't know what they what plans they would have for him. You would probably definitely work it with Omega because they never Omega going back again. If you go back right yep. before Nakamura left when Omega took over the Bullet Club and they ousted AJ Styles, the first person Omega called out was Shinsuke Nakamura. And he said, I have never beat you. I want to be the Intercontinental Champion. So unfortunately, right when Nakamura was going to drop the title to Omega, he, he actually bolted on New Japan, never dropping the title. 
Then Omega won, I believe, a match or a tournament to win the Intercontinental Championship. That's how Kenny won that. And then he obviously went and won the G1, faced Okada, and the rest is history. Right. So, you know what? If I, I mean, I'd love to see that, man, if he goes back. Uh, next category was um, most improved, Britt Baker. I'd agree with that. Oh, I love Britt Baker. I've always been a Britt Baker fan since she turned heel. Same thing with Bailey. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, I would uh, actually say, though, you would, you can make an argument that Roman Reigns was even most improved. You could make yeah, a you know what? For that. Yeah, that's good. Um, he, and, and honestly, he's just been incredible. Yeah, he's otherworldly. Uh, if he wasn't so good, he was already really good. But now he's become the most, I would say, he has become the best heel this company has had in at least since Seth Rollins first turned on the shield. I love what he, what Rollins did that year before he got hurt. Yeah. I'm enjoying this more even. Yeah, I am too. Uh, because see. this time he has everything to back it up. He has all these credentials. The guy did re- headline five WrestleManias already. It's incredible. Uh, you think about it. Ooh, how about this one, man? Women's wrestling MVP. Bailey. Of course. And that, thank God, Meltzer. Good job, Uncle Dave. He's Uncle yeah, Dave agree. again. I agree. Bailey, <laughs> uh, Bailey's my favorite. I think she's the best in the world. So there's me. It's my opinion. Ding dong. Uh, and I love, she's M- so, she's so adorable too. She has, uh, uh, this one, and I'll be honest with you, I have 8% on my phone right now. So just uh, keep this in mind. Um, Exactly. Um, who do you think they named for the uh, MVP for Japan? Last year, I would say Abushi. He went with Naito. Yeah, okay. I hear okay. that. I yeah. disagree. I think Abushi. I mean, Abushi's culmination didn't happen until Wrestle Kingdom, so that might be his thing. That might be the thing huh. that. The reason Naito, Naito had the title going into that weekend. He had, but actually, okay. you know what, man? Not for nothing. He had those titles from Wrestle Kingdom to Wrestle Kingdom. So I totally, you can't fault him for that. I wouldn't bitch about that. I mean, he did lose it to Evil for like a month or so. But other than that, he had it pretty much the entire year. So I get that. Okay. Yeah, I just want to get your feedback on that. Okay. And then... Um... Yeah, let me see here. I think we better cover this other one real quick. Pro Wrestling Match of the Year was uh, Omega and uh, Hangman versus the Bucks. We thought it was FTR versus the Bucks. Yeah, what? How about you? You same thing? Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, best show, Dynamite, um, for 2019 and 2020. Previous to that, allow me to go and say what was the best show in 2018. Yeah, that's definitely because Meltzer does. Meltzer draws that line where it has to be ridiculously good in WWE for him to give it a lot of credit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's what is very apparent. No. I'm not saying anything bad about the guy but it definitely he doesn't like disney world and a lot of people don't like that yeah it's getting uh old they gotta they gotta change some things up here 
uh, best interview. We, he went with Eddie Kingston. We've spoken at great lengths with him or about him. He thought uh, Eddie Kingston gave the best promos in 2020. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I, I don't, again, I don't get it, man. All right. Well, they who would we, who would we, who would we pick over? Best interview. Best uh, promo. Yeah. I would put, um, yeah, best promo. I'm sure I'd probably go MJF, Jericho. I'd consider over Eddie Kingston. I love every time Omega speaks. I mean, they're going to make it a, a, a valid argument about for him. Um, I mean, if I looked at WWE, uh, I'm loving Roman. I'd rather listen to Roman promo than Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, How about Randy Orton this year? I don't like it, but uh, people do. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'd rather listen to Randy Orton than Eddie Kingston if we had to draw a line in the sand. Uh, if Adam Cole had anything cool to say up until recently, I would say most likely him. But not much was going on since he lost the title. Yeah, I I like Moxley over Kingston. I take yeah. uh, Kenny. I don't know what kind of year he really had on, as a promo. I would say Jay White. But again, I don't know if you're <laughs> counting. I love Jay White, though. So, yeah. you know, he makes you believe everything he's saying when he talks. Out of breath or not. <laughs> Every time I see that guy, it's like, man, is <laughs> I know that. Yeah, we, we talked about it last year and I and I and I had to be quick to remind you the guy does 45 minute Broadway is like every yeah. every pay-per-view for New Japan so uh, he's probably in okay shape you know um, uh, tag team it's Young Bucks we've already mentioned that surprise um, they have okay. 14 moves named after Dave Meltzer so obviously he's going over there he's going to go over yeah. they're going to go over on his uh, rewards you know and then let's see. Most outstanding Best pair, young bucks. Best <laughs> yeah. brothers. Young bucks. Yeah. Best use of fluorescent uh, streamers on their, <laughs> on their uniforms. Best uh, Christians. Uh, young bucks. Young bucks. Uh, Kenny Omega, most outstanding wrestler. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the guy was absolutely incredible. And he that's just the tip of the iceberg. He wasn't even fighting for the title until December. So, but buckle up, everybody. I mean, this is all about Kenny Omega this year. Buckle up. This is what everyone's been talking about. This is and what then, jerk-offs like me have been talking about for years. And then Lou Fez slash Ric Flair Award for Wrestler of the Year is none other than Mr. John Moxley. Is so outstanding wrestler that. is outstanding wrestler different than wrestler of the year? Then so is is outstanding wrestler in ring performing? I don't know. Pro- yeah, probably. You would assume so. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So uh, overall, I thought Uncle Dave did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. You know, we a couple gotta things we got to we got to give him. Yeah, we got to give him credit, and it's like he's got to realize that. The Fiend probably has more talent than Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I think it's, I think like Meltzer, who is the logic behind a lot of the masses who hate WWE, he has a very logical way. This is why I don't like it. And this is why it's not good and all that. 
and he's right very often, more often than not. Yeah. So that's just one of those things, but he gets people talking. And by the way, he also gets things right. And you always hear Pritchard and Bischoff, especially saying how horrible of a person he is. And, and, and he just is bullshits and lies and throws shit to the wall. Fuck dude. He calls shit all the time. That comes true in WWE. He does. Before I even know Goldberg knew Goldberg was coming back. He's like, by the way, Goldberg's coming and he's going to beat the fiend. Yeah. And it happened. And I was like, because when I first heard it and I didn't see Goldberg advertised yet in WWE, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no fucking way they're doing that. The fiend is red hot right now. Yeah. 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 And oh, hey, this is the other hot thing that you might want to consider. We even talk about it next week, too. Um, but evidently, Vince is having a shit fit where information is getting out as far as, far as leaks. So now they're being very protective in terms of what they are um, even telling talent in terms of angles. And they're sort of leaving the talent in the dark. And that's like really pissing off a lot of people. I mean, what are you going to do about it, though? Right. Uh, well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It sort of hurts. It, it further hurts the creative process as if they need that over there. And Vince is like, oh, there's this thing called the internet and there's rumors and some of these rumors are true and we can't have that. And many of those rumors are true. That's the, you know, the dirt sheet, the real dirt sheets. Yeah. I don't follow. The only dirt sheet that I listen to and I've talked about it many times is the wrestler, wrestling observer because. Meltzer gets it right. I mean, uh-huh. you know, how many dirt sheets were saying Kyle O'Reilly really had a seizure the, last, last week or the week before? Yeah, they totally. They just, they just want to get the clicks so they get my money. So I yeah. don't pay much of my attention or much of my energy toward the dirt sheets. Meltzer, I don't pay any money toward them. I just li- I just watch on YouTube what WrestleTalk tells me about what Meltzer says. Yeah. So, you know, that's basically what I do. You know what I mean? In terms of how I think about Meltzer and, and dirt sheets. So I thought he, I thought he did a pretty good job with it, except for the fiend though, but the fiends. Yeah. I mean, he had that match with John Cena, which you can make an argument was match of the year. It was was, cinematic, but I enjoyed enjoyed it. That's for sure. All All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here. High spots and sheep pops for Vlad, the impaler, this is Silicon Steve Valley. Thank you so much. We will see you guys next week here on High Spots and Cheap Pops.